Welcome into the show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Whatever you were doing, watching, hope it was relaxing. We were basically consuming all NBA All-Star stuff all weekend long. I know you sprinkled in a little golf as well. I watched a lot of golf. I, I admit I did a drive-by on the XFL. Uh, I was, <laughs> sounds, the Rock, that sounds bad. The Rock was playing. I did some Daytona 500. Ah, and little Ricky Stenhouse. I mixed in about four movies. I saw Ant-Man. So I had a lot going on. I basically... It was a post-Super Bowl weekend. I watched, I just zoned out and watched things the entire weekend. It was great. Well, good for you. I mean, the NBA All-Star game had a lot to it. We weren't really big fans of the actual game. Dunk contest was fun with Mac McClung. But here's what was really interesting, we thought, coming out of the All-Star game. So, obviously, heading into the break, the biggest storylines were about the trade demands. Kyrie Irving made one. And then Kevin Durant made a trade request. And obviously, they're both gone out of Brooklyn. Kyrie's in Dallas and Durant's in Phoenix. So here was Kevin Durant defending Kyrie and him asking for trades. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got and the, 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 the news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, just bring more attention to the league. And that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. So... Um, I think it's great for the league, to be honest. So that was Kevin Durant. Now, the commissioner, Adam Silver, did not share the same view. That ability for teams to rebuild, to make changes in direction, that's healthy around the league. But trade demands are a bad thing. We don't want them to happen. Yeah. And we got fo- to focus on that and make sure that, that everyone is honoring their agreements. All right, so you've got the commissioner who obviously works for the owners, so he doesn't like trade demands. It puts owners in a bad spot, can bring negative headlines, you know, all of that stuff. you got to work out a trade. You might get fleeced in a trade, who knows, whereas the players actually love this and think it's great for the league. Yeah, I I side with the players on this one. If you're looking in the league as a whole, if you're a, a local fan, this stinks. Yeah. But come on, you're telling me the NBA playoffs are not better with Kevin Durant in Phoenix and Kyrie Irving in Dallas? They're way better. The Nets, who is an odd fan base, is, is because they're they're transplanted from New Jersey, and they're not the Knicks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The Nets, there was so much bad energy around that team. This is great. All of a sudden, we have two really star-laden teams fighting in the West. And then you get Mikhail Bridges in Brooklyn, who looks like a star as well. I, I think the more stars, the better. And these new situations add interest to the league. It, it, there's no way you could argue against that. Now, see, I don't know. Here's where it's tough to side with the owners because why should the power structure just go one way, right? We can all see there's like hypocrisy here. If you are a star player, you've got tons of leverage. If you don't want to play there anymore, you have the leverage to ask for a trade and get out. That's in pro sports. That's in business. That's wherever you have value in your life. You can try to demand and and, and create the terms. But where I think this actually doesn't bode well for the league is that with the Kyrie, say what you want. Let's take the Brooklyn Nets fan base out of it. I, I get that's a little bit different than the second team in New York, but let's just say it was Team X, and you had Durant and Kyrie both came there. Yeah, and they basically barely played together. Right, like as far as NBA goes. Right before then, they brought in Harden. The three of them like really barely played together. The whole thing added up to one playoff series win, and now everybody's going their separate ways. Like, if I'm a fan of Fan X, if Team X, right. this has been such a colossal waste of time for me, and I didn't even get to see the real thing. Like, the fact that these guys can all just bolt for greener pastures, and to be honest, are they even greener? 
Kyrie Irving left Cleveland because he thought that was going to be better to go to Boston, which he thought was going to be better. Then he leaves Boston because he thought Brooklyn was going to be better. Now he's leaving Brooklyn. He thinks Dallas is going to be better. It's his right to do. But think of the fan bases you just left in your wake. Like, you didn't want to stick around with Cleveland. Could have won more titles maybe if you were a little more bought in there. Listen, they are. They did beat the Warriors one time. Could have well, done it again. Well, look at look, Boston. Has a great yeah. young team. If Kyrie was, like, fully bought in leadership Kyrie in Boston, maybe they have a title now. Then you go to Brooklyn. Obviously, that didn't work out, but they were in fourth place in the Eastern Conference when he asked for a trade. And now he's going to Dallas. Like, you just left all this bitterness in your wake. Well, none of those teams are contending if Kyrie's still there. They're all, they're all I mean, he's poison. He's terrible for a team. So the Brooklyn Nets, the best thing that happened in uh, this whole thing is losing Kyrie. But you get my point about a star. Even well, if it's a not... real star, though. Kyrie, though, doesn't count. I mean, well, he definitely counts. I mean, Boston <laughs> definitely got better as a franchise with the day he... I, they thought, oh, we're going to build around Kyrie. Thank God they didn't. Now nope. they can actually build a team. And Brooklyn, the day... Katie leaving is a crisis for Brooklyn, but Kyrie leaving is... That's great. But think about it. Boston, remember they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, like ahead of schedule. And that's when Kyrie. Three times, yeah. And that's when Kyrie was like kind of salty about the fact he wasn't playing. Remember he didn't show yeah. up in their game seven home yeah. game because he said he was like getting basically a nose job. Like he had a nasal, what do they call that? A deviated septum or something. And he had to get it fixed. Right. Or so dental surgery or something ridiculous. So I, I think like that was a team that if Kyrie... Take what we know about him now, right. but if he, in Boston at that time, had been fully bought in, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. I That's know. one step away. They're so lucky he left. Because didn't they make the Eastern Conference Finals the next year, too? But I think yeah. they made it three in a row. No, but if he had been there, maybe they're in the Finals, maybe they're champions already, no. that Tatum and Brown combo. Kyrie Irving? No way. He, first of all, he's not, you mean... He's shown he can make big shots good... in the playoffs. What play? He's not on the court. Forget Kyrie Irving. He the won a title. About, but don't you think, okay, is the NBA more interesting with Kevin Durant and Phoenix, Kyrie Irving in Dallas, or more interesting with them, whatever that is in Brooklyn? Well, it's, depends. If I'm Team X. No, again, no, no, no. To the uh, to general. You're just a fan of the NBA. You don't have a team. Okay, but that's the thing. It might be... It might be more interesting. You get the dopamine hit of stars, like, you know, moving around all the time. But think about, again, all the fan bases you just ticked off on your way there. So long term, what does it do? Does it make you want it? Like, if I'm somebody who's in Cleveland or Boston or now Brooklyn, am I watching Kevin Durant and Kyrie? I feel scorned by them. I'm bitter about them. No, no, no. So I don't know well, if I do want to watch. Where did, but, all right. And there's a lot of fan bases who feel that way. There's, a reason, why, there's a reason why who, Dave Lillard stays, right? Who feels burned by Durant? Brooklyn? Maybe Golden State, but they probably... Oh, wow, come on. He left... Uh, did they... I don't think it's the same. I think Kevin Durant... First of all, did he leave as a, a trade or free agent from Golden State? It was a sign and trade, technically. Okay. He didn't really give up on Golden State. That had run its course, and he was hurt. Brooklyn, I just don't think that they ever really engaged with KD. I, I think I don't think it's... It, he didn't come up there. He was a mercenary when he got there. Right. He's a mercenary while he leaves. So I think that softens the blow. With a lot of these guys, there's not... It's not like when I was a kid and Dr. J was a sixer for 14 years or whatever right. he was. I just don't think this loyalty to the fan base. I think Brooklyn, if you're really a Nets fan, you probably are psyched that they're blowing this up because you could see it wasn't working. It obviously wasn't they working. They were in fourth place when at the oh. time. Like you I mean, every season has to be its own thing, right? You had guys who were that it was working in Brooklyn this year. So if I'm a Nets fan and I hung on this whole time through all of this Kyrie BS, through all of it, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to see this like can it can I watch it? 
maybe try to happen one last year I, before everyone goes their separate ways? I don't know. I have a good friend who's a Nets fan. He was thrilled that this was over. He's He said that they got... This is his take. My friend Dave. Yeah. He's, Dave said, and of course Dave, that their <laughs> schedule is totally false. They, they beat up on a bunch of load management teams yeah. or easy teams. That the Nets fan base didn't really think it was championship or bust this year. That felt like too big an ask. Because they're never; those guys were not going to be on the court consistently through this whole thing. I know yeah, what they, makes you if think they're healthy in the playoffs. I mean, you never know. There was yeah. they might guys. win a game. They were healthy they in the playoffs last year, year, and they got swept by the by so the Celtics. I think the bigger issue, though, for me, it's not like just looking at Brooklyn, KD, and Kyrie. I think it's larger picture of just the idea of as a fan, right? Whether you're a kid or you're an adult, buying jerseys or just getting emotionally invested in a team. If you know that those guys can leave at any moment. They sign a seven-year deal. You're like, oh, sweet. I got this guy for seven years. I can be a fan of his and root for him. Oh, well, he wants to trade in two years. It reminds me of what kind of what happened with college basketball where, like, I don't know any of the star players in college basketball anymore, right? I remember, like, the times where Duke, you had all these guys staying until their senior year. You knew every guy coming back because they were good as sophomores. They were good as juniors. They're coming back, and you and you are invested in the teams. You're invested in the programs. You're invested in the players. But if you're a fan of a team and you can't get invested, whether it's a free agent or now, even with a contract for seven years or five years or whatever— how can you actually be a fan and get invested emotionally in any player or team? You lose the interest, and I think we're seeing that, like you talked about, Perloff, how the NBA is becoming more regional and local. At the end of the day, like you're not going to be as interested in the in the global product if you can't find a player that's going to stay in a team Mike, for more than a year. But, Mike, the, the Nets built – they rip guys off of other teams to build this dream team. They can't be mad when those guys go dream teamer. They were they weren't homegrown products. They but were there was no seven build, years. They building, stole them from other teams to create this dream team. But if you guys on free agency and they're free agents, fine. You know the contract's going to end. But if you sign a guy for five six years, or like the Pelicans, they had Anthony Davis for like three or four more years, and he's like, I want out. But at the end of the day, like you have a contract, you have to honor your contract. When you start demanding a trade, you know you shouldn't have signed that contract well, see, with that team. This is the, see this is the logic, right? And this is where it gets faulty. Is that. KD and Kyrie were free agents, right? So they decided to come here. It was the James Harden trade where they, whatever, that that was a whole other thing. But this is where it's hard to make that case because owners and general managers can trade away these guys at any time. And so, again, it's like they've been doing that for years where teams have traded away your best player and you're like, oh my gosh, what did you guys just do? And that's why fan bases get so ticked off at ownership at times so if you're a really powerful player, you're going to use your leverage and say, sure. I want to leave. I, I don't like it for the league, but I understand why it happens. Sure, but the, the owners, yes, they're doing, like when the owner makes a trade, oftentimes it's to better their team or to, I guess, to blow uh, it up and to, to start all over. Do you over, think but, the Boston Red Sox traded Mookie Betts to make their team better? No, it's because they were cheap and didn't want to pay, which is insane because Boston should have enough money. Baseball is different, though, because in the NBA, there's a floor and there's a ceiling. There's yeah. a cap. Same thing with the NFL. So you're not going to see a team like the Orioles. We saw hit their owner just admit that they can spend more. They just choose not to. I don't think you're going to see that in the NBA. I just I, We've seen it, for like you said, for center, for decades that the owners had the choice, but you, you still, as a fan, felt that the guy's going to be there until it's just not serviceable for him to be there anymore. Which is Brooklyn, by the way. But wait, to Katie's point, yeah. let me make one analogy and see if you guys agree with this. Sure. We're talking about a couple different things here. If Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers to go to the Jets or the Raiders, does that automatically make the NFL more interesting next year? 
And won't that bring more eyeballs to the NFL? KD is saying when you create more teams of interest, right. it gets more eyeballs, which he says ultimately is good for the league. Right. So, so I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders or the Jets would be huge for next year. And we love when quarterbacks move around. But I think that there's a short term and there's a long term. Short term, I think it's great. You get the dopamine hit, Rodgers, you know, KD saying you get the headlines and yeah, all this attention. Of- it's great for the league. You and I were at the Super Bowl. We're at the Super Bowl, and we led a show with the KD trade to the Phoenix because it was the biggest news right, story. Right, gets a lot of day. headlines. Right. In the short term, I think it's good, but long term, are we seeing? Ultimately, do you think the NBA is growing in popularity, or since this like sort of, I would say, I don't say revolution, but since guys started demanding trades more, and it became a little bit more of a norm, do you think the NBA has gotten more popular or less popular? Because anecdotally. I think it's gotten less popular. And I think there's part of it where people are haven't are willing to accept when GMs or owners trade players, but they don't like it when it's the other way around. It feels like the mm. team's quitting uh, the players quitting on the city. I think people take it more personally. I I don't think that that's why the NBA is struggling. I, it's I, probably I, not all one good thing. Good point. I, I just and I don't know if the NBA is even struggling that much. But I think LeBron moving around, I think him leaving Cleveland to go to Miami gave the NBA a kick in the butt. I thought it was good. Well, that, I mean, was, that free was free agency. agency. He didn't that even was, demand a trade. Katie and Kyrie were free agency, and yep. now they're demanding a trade. They weren't really attached to that Nets fan base. They were kind of mercenaries. It just, insert T-Mex. Yeah. You know? Well, Anthony Davis in New Orleans is not the same as Katie and Kyrie. It's a much different. He was a homegrown product who was the face of that team yep. and the star of that team. I think Brooklyn took a risk by bringing in uh, they didn't take a risk. They were excited about it. But th- you have to admit, it was not ideal. Things were not looking up for Brooklyn. I know they were having a good year, but there are all sorts of problems. From day one, KD wanted a trade last summer. Kyrie wanted a trade last summer. Yeah. Kyrie doesn't show up. I mean, listen, it wasn't like it was a strong position when KD and Kyrie... That was KD's second trade request. And who knows? Kyrie probably was on his fifth trade request. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think KD on the Suns is going to be something to see. That makes all of a sudden the NBA playoffs got a lot more interesting. So, like, for example, in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, I'll just give you an example of Dan KissFan77, right? This demanding trade deal with these prima donna players is so new millennials. Back 20 years, new millennium, pardon me. Back 20 years ago, the owners would have laughed in their faces and made them honor their contracts. Like, I think there are... I'm not saying everyone is Dan Kiss fan 77, but I do think there is a feeling about, hey, you didn't even really see this through. Like Russell Wilson leaves Seattle. I'm sure Seahawks fans probably felt a certain way about it, but you'd also had Russell for a long time. You'd won a Super Bowl. You'd been to another one. You should have two. You know, Aaron Rodgers, 18 years with the Packers. Like this KD Kyrie thing, Ultimately, it was four years. It was not terrible years. <laughs> and KD was hurt for four, one. Of it wasn't four years. It's two years, right? Sorry, it was uh, 2019. Right, but KD wasn't there. What, what did KD play? It was, it was July of 2019. Right. was when they joined the Nets. It hasn't even been four years. When did KD start playing? Not until 2021. I don't. 2020, because he came in. Remember, he was still rehabbing from so the. So he Achilles. played during the bubble. No. Oh, so he's, the, he's only been in Brooklyn for two seasons. It's actually, so it was two seasons. They still gave him an extension for two hundred million dollars. Um, but he was he was part, no, no, the he, 2019 he, finals. Okay, it was July, right? He was the, that's when he blew out his ankle or blew out his Achilles. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I have no problem with it. By the way, it's, don't pretend this didn't happen in the old days. Kobe tried to get off the Lakers. Kobe. Like, man, Vince Carter, my favorite player of all time, demanded out of Toronto and got to the Nets. It was just interesting because the the owners though weren't as strong armed. I don't know. Vince got away from the owners pretty easily in Toronto. In Toronto. And it's happened throughout time. And Magic got his coach fired. Yeah. Jordan, who knows what shenanigans he was pulling. He had as much power as anyone. It's not new to demand trades. No, but it's definitely more frequent. I hear you. I mean, I, you have James Harden quit on the court twice. I mean, that's when you're really that's when you're really screwed if you're the league. Because mm. Harden, listen, and He's, he did not handle himself well in those instances at all. He did not, but listen, if James Harden is your standard bearer, <laughs> you're in big trouble. Listen, and the league does their shenanigans too. Remember the Chris Paul to the Lakers trade that was voided uh, that was for so reasons annoying. still unknown? Stu still steamed about that. <laughs> I mean, is it really all that unknown? Well. What, what was the reason? They didn't want the Lakers to win the title? What? David Stern. I have no idea. What, what's the reason? I miss I'm. Honest. Say it, Samter. You don't want to say it? I, I, Do we let, have to Google it first and then we'll come back? I'll let you Google it because I don't want to. Is this been confirmed? It. Whatever you're about to, whatever you're thinking. No, but it's. Pretty, oh, it's rumor. It, yeah, it's rumor. Oh, is this was somebody sleeping with somebody's wife? No. Oh, okay. I, that's always at my default. Oh, what? since you're you're in the Derek Fisher territory, uh, something like that. <laughs> I have yeah, no idea. Actually, ridiculous. I don't even remember why the Chris Ball trade. All right, we're going to look it up, then we'll get back Gosh. to you. 855-212-4CBS. With a PG-13 version of whatever happened. Listen, we're professional broadcasters. We got through a porta potty segment unscathed. We'll be able to get through this. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones as well. Do a little book report here in the break, and then we'll come on back. Don't move. We do have more from the All-Star game, including LeBron saying these next 23 games are the most important of his career regular season. Maggie and Perloff, don't move. More show on the way. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is, what was your favorite part of our All-Star Weekend for Brian in Omaha? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Is there any doubt it was Mac McClung, Maggie? Or uh. is there... I mean, Any other moment? I think that was 100% McClung. And I was really kind of surprised once he got the first dunk where he jumped base over two people. Yeah. I was like, how is he going to top this? And then he did. And then the third dunk was the best one. Here he goes. And he's putting on the handle. I mean, it was wild. It was like, uh, what's it was like a 540, was it? How many spins he oh, had? Was that the 540? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I comes back to my snowboarding days. I think the uh, watching it, of course, <laughs> not participating. Mac McClung was great, but I like the chaos around the draft when the they had everyone's mic open by accident. So Kenny, Shaq, Charles. And Ernie are all talking over each other while yeah. they're trying to do the draft, which makes no sense. It's totally incoherent. But my favorite <laughs> was Charles Barkley saying something, and I'm not quite sure what it was. Man, ain't no bad picks today. All these guys are great. 
Why does it sound like you're drunk? <laughs> no, man, it's my mic. No, it ain't the mic. It's, it's you. The mic. Hey, Mark Cuban. <laughs> you alright? Yes. Hey, what the hell are you drinking? <laughs> no, man, it's, it's my mic. I got a delay. <laughs> he basically uh, goes, you guys are great. You're great. I love you guys. Oh, yeah, my best too. friend. These guys are my delay. best friend. <laughs> no, it's not me. It's you. Yeah, my <laughs> no, fine. it's my mic. <laughs> but I, I understand. Charles does live large. Also, we can usually he had his voice. Usually, he loses his voice. Yeah, but this was not ten in the morning on Sunday. This was seven thirty at night on Sunday. I, I thought that he sort of contained it or whatever. <laughs> no, I, don't I felt know. like that. I am. I have no idea. Also, I know you can do some damage in Utah, but like not that much. Uh, Bars close at one. All Star Weekend. I have a feeling so a lot of people at Super Bowl week were telling me, oh, we're going straight to party at All-Star Weekend. So they have these huge parties. I know, but like Utah isn't generally known to be, that's more like you go to Utah to chill out, yeah, see I don't, some great, you know, nature and stuff. I think they have party venues. There. Ah. I don't think they're going to the local bar. <laughs> I don't know. Ain't no bad picks today. <laughs> Somebody <Yeah>. was somewhere. <laughs> Often. Yeah. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. No, it seemed like everyone was having a great time because <laughs> the show wouldn't end. <laughs> oh, it's the All Star Game. Oh my gosh! Well, they had the Elam ending that took about three minutes to get to that uh, one eighty two. You had to wait five hours to get to something actually interesting, basketball wise. And that wasn't even that interesting. That was a terrible, terrible game. How but, about how about bringing out Malone and then Kareem and then uh, LeBron after you've had the longest halftime in the history of mankind? I mean, it was a nice moment. Mm. It just did it have to happen right then. I don't think a lot of people were super fans of Carl Malone getting that much camera time. No, you know, not that's, good. That was the one thing too I noticed came up a lot. Yeah, lately. my Twitter feed was not a fan of the mailman's <laughs> frequent appearances we, on TV. Well, it's also because. You know, relitigating some things that happened in the past. Uh, why don't I? Do I not remember that? Like while he was playing. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So Malone, obviously, you know, fathered a child when he was twenty with a thirteen-year-old. If you're not sure what we're talking about, that was a long time ago, yeah. and 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 it's like a known thing. How is that yeah. not like part of well, the, like their family didn't, onto his resume? Their family didn't press charges because he was on his way to the NBA, and eventually there was some kind of settlement but that and then there was a couple there was another child two twins that he did not acknowledge for a long long time so it's not you know and that all gets brought up because when you put somebody out up on the pedestal like that as prominently as they did which you'd get because it's utah uh and malone was such a star there but then all this stuff comes up meanwhile samter was like teasing some crazy thing drama around the chris paul trade that never happened in 2010 that made us seem like something. I'm like, why no, don't I remember no... this? I feel like you're like, I don't know. Can I even say this on the air? I'm like, no, I just don't want to feed in. The, the general thing was just that the NBA was trying to help a small market new New Orleans franchise by not letting the trade go to the Lakers. I don't think there was anything untoward. No, but it was I don't think... Conspir- it was like I frozen think, envelope. No, no, no. I don't think you realized how you came off. I was like, what, someone was sleeping with their wife? Like, that's how you made it seem like, oh, yeah. you didn't know Chris Paul was sleeping with Mick, Mitch Kupchak's wife? It's like, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. Basically, that's, they that's just... That's the basic story. That's the headline on Yahoo Sports. Like, <laughs> the headline that's is, the headline. Yeah, the headline, there's an oral history now in the Los Angeles Times that happened years ago 
they basically just didn't want to rob a small franchise where it looked like they were helping out well, no, the it all, crown jewel franchise of the NBA. It was oh, also, and I remember this, it was because they didn't want the Lakers to be too good. The competitors in the West were upset about that, too. It would have handed the Lakers a bunch of titles, uh, according to some people. Yeah. Well, now that we, what we know about Chris Paul, they probably wouldn't have won anything. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> they eventually, the Lakers eventually got Pau Gasol. I mean, and that was a trade that was basically, you know, a little suspect. That was very suspect. Yeah, it got trade for Mark. Well, uh, then it turned out that Mark was the better, was good too. Mark made like five All Star games. I know, but they won a title with Pau. Yeah, no, no, but I'm telling you, Mark, Mark turned out way better than anyone could have possibly assumed. Pau Gasol was at All Star. He was coaching up the. Uh, what was he doing? He was there Saturday night doing something, coaching up. Skills competition? What was he doing? Ah, something. Sub Pagatzel. <laughs> he looks the same. Gary is in New Jersey, our buddy. Hey, Gary, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? I'm doing very well. Uh, I, you know, just been busy with work. We had a merger, so uh, it's just been crazy. So yeah. I haven't got myself on the air. Gary, but, uh, Master I'd... Brewer, Pelican I'm, Brewing. I'm... Check it out. Speaking of that, I want to shout out to Nick from Texas. Uh, I've been talking to him through the uh, Pearl Off uh, site that, uh, that he runs there on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, I owe him, he reminded me, I owe him a Blue Moon clone beer. So that's for Nick. Okay. What's that? I wanted to get that out there. Uh, the, the reason I'm calling is uh, I'm a very passive NBA fan. Uh, I've been a Nets fan since the mid-80s. I went to see them when they played at the Rack in Rutgers. So, uh, just the, the, the thing that bothers me about most of the NBA is Kyrie and Kevin wanted to come to Brooklyn. It's no, you know, obviously we were overjoyed as, as Nets fans that they came, sure. but when they forced their way out, that's what pushes people like me to be more passive fans because I, I, I just they don't stay. So yeah. it's like, what do I have to root for? It, it, it kills the fandom when these things happen throughout the NBA. So yeah. that's my whole sticking Wait, point with that. Gary, totally understand. Wait, what, what's the Blue Moon clone? Well, Blue Moon, the beer Blue Moon, yeah. he wants me to brew something that's very similar to a Blue Moon. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, listen, so, Gary, if anyone can do it, it's you. You make a great product. I, Thanks so much for calling in and representing the Nets fans that Pearl often think existed. <laughs> Except for your friend Dave, I'm sorry. Dave, yeah. No disrespect to Dave. You have to admit, it is a funny fan base. If they won, where would the parade be? No one even knows. Brooklyn Bridge? I don't know. Maybe. I think that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. It's not going to happen now. (laughs) (laughs) No, not now, because dudes keep demanding trades. Nathan is in Los Angeles, wants to talk about another big story that happened today, which is Russell Westbrook finding a home with the Clippers. Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm good, yes. I... Saw that story this morning. I thought I'd inject a touch of local context that maybe might put it together for us. Uh, Russell Westbrook has a thriving and even growing car business out here. Is that right? And I wonder if, so when I see the story saying he orchestrated a buyout in order to find his way back here, it feels as much like an off-the-court post-basketball move as it does an on-the-court kind of a move for him. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine wanting to stay in L.A. was very appealing. I did not know that Russell Westbrook, pardon me, Russell Westbrook started his first car dealership and bought his first car dealership in 2016. He has, like, 
almost a dozen wow. locations out here. What right kind now. of cars do they sell? Almost everything. No kidding. Alfa, Alfa Romeo, he go, it goes up and down the line. Alfa Romeo, fancy all the way Italian. Up to the top cars, all the way up to the, all, from elite cars down to relatively average cars. No kidding. Well, wow. Nathan, thanks so much for letting us yeah. know that. He has a, Appreciate a, it. a van Jeep GMC dealership in Van Nuys. <laughs> way to go, Russell. Now, I just, we all understand why Russell Westbrook wants to get to the Clippers. Yeah. The mystery is why do the Clippers want Russell Westbrook <laughs> on their team? I don't know. I mean, listen, I like the Clippers as a final championship, but you've seen him in the playoffs. Paul George is good. Kawhi Leonard's good. When they have Russell Westbrook's man covering them completely in the playoffs, which happens every single playoffs. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder for those guys to score. This is not good. No, I don't understand it. Now, we know that Russell Westbrook and Paul George are really good friends. So maybe yeah. there was like some kind of lobbying there. I don't know. Maybe you hope that for these final 20-plus games, you know, you have Kawhi and Paul George. The minutes get monitored very, very closely with those two guys, try to keep them healthy, healthy for the postseason. I, the one thing about Westbrook that I'd be worried about is like, a vibe check. I don't know. That's the least of my worries. Well, I'm worried about yeah. the basketball part too, but I'm worried yeah. about the vibes because listen, maybe this is the Lakers just being, you know, not cool on the way out, but like he gets painted like he was this moping, yeah. fighting with the coach, you know, not into it, not being part of the team. Why would you want to bring that in? I don't think in 20 games you'll get enough of an effect to change the vibe. The problem is logistically in the playoffs. You're going to let Russell Westbrook, you're going to stay 15 feet off him, right? You're yep. going to dare let him to shoot jump shot. shots. Yep. And the history of Russell Westbrook, he always takes that shot. That's enough stops in a close series to kill the Clippers. They're going to be in a lot of close series. They always are. I, well, I he's this, not going to play crunch time minutes then. I think he will, though. Yikes. I mean, or even are you bringing him in because now you're going to bring be playing crunch time playoff minutes? No way. Well, I, I think, you know, they don't really have a point guard. I think he's going to play for them. I. I do, even not crunch time, he's going to play 25, 30 minutes a game, and it, that's it's going to make a big impact there. I find it hard to believe he can do anything but hurt them. <laughs> I've been wrong before, but he's going to take those jumpers in the playoffs. I, I The Sixers have played him in the playoffs once, and he was the only good player on Washington, but all you had to do when it got crunch time is just pull back, let him shoot the jumper. He'll take it every time. He'll miss it enough. He's the lowest shooting three-point shooter in the entire NBA. He's the exact bottom. Jeffrey saying in the chat, what do I have to do to get you off our team today? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't understand it. I'd be worried about the basketball and the vibes. If he ends up, now, when we did our picks last week, we did $5 future bets. Yeah, I had the Clippers as one of mine. You took the Clippers. That's, I'm out. <laughs> I think I'm that's why enough. you're very concerned. <laughs> that's why you're more concerned about it. What are I, the odds? Plus 850? Nine, plus 900. Now, I don't really think the Clippers have a vibe one way or the other. Kawhi Leonard is a, is a non-vibe. He's vibeless. He's vibeless. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a darkness retreat of personality. <laughs> um, I, Mr. New Balance. <laughs> yeah. I you remember think, when there was the rumor that he only ate apples and everyone <laughs> believed it? Yeah, I don't think Kawhi Leonard lets that locker room stuff get to him. I think he's sort of above that. I love Kawhi Leonard. I think he's a great guy to have on your team. He's got a lot of spurs in him. I think he's a really good team player, so maybe they can bring in Russ and it'll all work, but I don't know. It's weird. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. Coming up, 
Now, Perloff said he did a drive-by on the XFL this week, but one rule that we really hope the NFL steals from the XFL, like today, right now, we'll tell you about that in just a moment, right after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Maggie and Perloff, hanging out with you on this President's Day Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Let's get to it. Here's our Casamigos shot of the day. He shoots! This shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. And today, I'm not really sure why, but the conversation led to porta potties. If you go into a normal porta potty, you have about a, a one in three chance of it getting turned over and ending up on Instagram. <laughs> Everyone's never nightmare. said that. No, my worst fear is dropping the phone. Oh, <laughs> Just that's gone. Sacrifice you know, what do you it. Do? Let it go. It's gone. <laughs> no, no, that is long gone. It's gone. <laughs> what if it was a wedding ring? Uh, no, you got to go in for the ring. Oh, no. No. I have to. <laughs> there we go. And if once you get that ring and come out of it alive, hopefully there's a nice Casamigos cocktail waiting for you because you would have earned that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how expensive your ring is, Maggie. I'm not going to share that on the air. <laughs> well, I was about to say, it's not worth it. Whatever. You know, it's priceless, I don't care. actually, because it's, it's an heirloom. Priceless, still not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that what I should just fake it? Buy Just, a new one, don't tell anybody. It's an heirloom. I mean, listen, I think whoever it came from would understand that you didn't dive into that blue pool of whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Could so you weird. you wear it again? I mean, maybe you rescue it, but I'm never putting that back on my finger. No, I mean, you sanitize it, right? Nothing can sanitize it enough. <laughs> it's so bad. So, yeah. Wait, uh, you say it's an heirloom from your side of the family yeah, or your husband's side? From of my family? grandmother. So, yeah, wait, wait. wait I don't her totally, wedding ring. Actually, I don't know how heirlooms work. Doesn't the heirloom have to be from the husband? So your husband got out of having to buy you a wedding ring? <laughs> yeah, oh it's my wow. grandmother's my grandmother's ring because I was the only granddaughter on on her, of her grandchildren. It's all boys and then me. Before I make fun of the situation yeah. anymore, is there <laughs> yeah. more tragic backstory to this ring? Is there often no, is? No, there's a happy story to this ring. This is this is like this is great. You know, it's a great memory of my grandma. It's a great, great savings for your <laughs> husband. Lucky guy, huh? Yeah, I hope he... You Just guys... by marrying me, quite lucky, but... Well, yes, of course, he hit the lottery already. <laughs> sure. Uh, he... I love how I had to say that. <laughs> As I remind him often, <laughs> you asked it, me. <laughs> it would have been weird if we said, man, your husband is lucky. <laughs> it would have been odd. Yeah, that would have been... It would have not been on brand for the show. <laughs> and not only that, I, I don't even know if that's appropriate for a coworker to say that. Man, <laughs> your husband... <laughs> hit the lottery. We are really technically co-workers. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, no, happy, happy times. Happy looking at this ring. Yeah, but I agree with you. You're going to need a few shots after finding, <laughs> finding that, that ring. that in the porta potty? If that's the situation. I just don't understand why does it still have to be blue? The blue's not working. Or maybe that's as good as it gets. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the XFL. <laughs> Please move on. I'm not going to say something about the quality of football in the XFL and compare it to what you find in a porta potty because that would be wrong. And it wouldn't be true. It looks like every spring football league. You know, I always tune into the XFL or the USFL or whatever, thinking I'm going to see like something great. But no, it's it's just good. It's fine. If you really have a Jones for football, you can get your, you can scratch that itch with the XFL. However, they do have one rule, Perloff, that I want the NFL to adopt immediately. Immediately. After you score a touchdown, instead of kicking an extra point, you can go for a one-point play from the two-yard line, like a two-point conversion now. 
You can go for a two-point play from the five-yard line, or you can go for a three-point play from the 10-yard line. Hmm. I love it. So I the, want the, the NFL addition to do is it. a three-point play. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. No, and you get two-yard line, you get one point. Five-yard line, you get two points. Right. Ten-yard line, you get two So three. in NFL, you get one from a 32-yard field goal. You get two from the two-yard line. You're adding a three-pointer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, a field goal would be a three-pointer, too. Yeah, but. except you get you get to add three. So you have wild comebacks. They had yeah, this last it. year, right? Or I've, I've heard this before. I think this, this is not brand. Yeah, I don't know. That feels like a, a real change in the fabric of the game. Really? Yeah, I mean. I mean that did would not mean, feel the same when they added the two-point conversion like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, but there was, wasn't there a two-point conversion? That in always college, there was around. a two-point conversion. Yeah, that didn't feel as radical. That feels a little radical. So if you have a, say the game is you're up by 10 with, or no, say you're up 30 to 21 with six minutes left, they can score a nine-point play. Yeah, or a 10-point play. No, no, uh, no, a nine-point play. Nine point. Feels a little gimmicky. I love it. I, think I, I don't great. like it. I would not. You, you sound like the old guy. Oh, the three-point line. It's so terrible. Three <laughs> points. It's crazy. I just think that there's nothing so, precious anymore. Right? All right, let's put it. All right, if I sound like the old guy, let's put that out for a poll. Do people want a three-point conversion in the NFL? You're saying that it'll be overwhelmingly yes? A three-point, yeah. A, it has to be. How do you describe this to people? A three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. From the 10-yard line. Do you honestly think people are going to want that from the NFL? Hell yeah. Okay. We will have I the do. results on tomorrow's Twitter poll because um, you guys are, well, Samper is especially saying. It's a get off my lawn thing. Get off my lawn. Okay. Major League Baseball put put a runner on second in extra innings. Nothing is sacred anymore. But, but, but see, that wasn't even get off my lawn. That was just stupid. Well, it's permanent now. Ugh. I actually don't mind it. But it's a huge change. Now, thank God, uh, uh, pitch clock. Our prayers have been answered. All we need is that electronic strike zone, and now we're really cooking baseball. 855-212-4CBS. I don't know if I want to take this call. Scott in California's got a porta potty story. What am I? Am I doing this? I haven't heard the story. I you didn't. Should, wait, I you hit a screen the call. But, but we've had Scott on multiple times before. I trust Scott. I mean, I can I can get the details, but I feel like Scott would be trustworthy enough to tell us a cleaner, clean enough story. All right, Scott. We're putting Maggie, our lives in your... your- we're putting our lives in your Maggie, hand, buddy. <laughs> Maggie, I think I got something to say to you. Anyway, I am harmless. I don't know. I'm a Viking fan. I will defend the Vikings to the end, and that's that's how you guys know me. But I'm also an umpire, and so my porter potty story is this: um, as an umpire, when you do tournaments, you know your games are, and they they always get backed up, so you're they're trying to keep them tight. So as an umpire, you get off the field, and you 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 you, you got to use the porta potty. So I, I walk off the field. I'm behind the plate that day, and I go. And we didn't have the big ones. And Pearl off. The, I've been in some of those nice ones that have the uh, diaper changers and you know all that good stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, huge. Yeah, but this one was not that. So I go in there, and I'm in there real quick, and I'm saying, okay, got another game. So I walk out and. As an umpire, you're thinking, I got my clicker, I got my thing, I'm looking at my game, when's the start time? And about 20 feet, 30 feet away from the porta potty, I'm thinking, something's wrong. What am I missing something? And I, I didn't have my mask. Oh, no. So I flipped around, I went back to the porta potty, and this little kid comes, he's like seven or eight, he's, comes, he's coming out of the porta potty, I just went in. I went in, and I had it masked down with the cushion up. And it was just like this little residue of like morning dew or like a, oh. a slight rain. 
And uh, but this porta potty didn't have the pre-oil dispenser or anything like that. So I did my best with the toilet paper they did have there, and I had to, I put that mask on and <laughs> called the game. And all through that game, I was thinking, "This isn't cool, man." But anyway, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Don't ever be afraid of me. I love you guys. Scott, I'm so... (laughs) Thank you for the phone call. Oh, my gosh. He had to wear a pee mask. Oh, Oh, man. A seven-year-old pee. What do you think's in that? Just a lot of, like, big league chew residue and whatever. (laughs) Seven-year-olds eat candy. Apple juice. Apple juice. Oh, God. Oh, Definitely Capri Sun for sure. <laughs> maybe some oranges. Maybe a little lucky oh. there. Yuck. That's so nasty. But honestly, you can't be an umpire behind the plate without a mask on. These kids no. throw so erratically. You take one right in the jaw. Well, I guess it depends how old they are. I think they're like. I think it's like Little League. <laughs> Made me think that. Yeah, like six years old, seven year old, you could survive. Oh no! You'll be. I, would, a, I still would have gone maskless, wouldn't you? I don't know, man. I think I just would have been like, I'm not feeling well. I think I got to go home. <laughs> I don't know. Game postponed. Yeah, just call it off. Everyone, go home. Ugh. Well, that was a porta potty story, and no, Scott didn't get us in trouble with the FCC. So I appreciate that. Definitely not. Sigh of relief for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sander. Finger on the dump button. <laughs> You're like, well, I didn't. Ask him what the story was about. It's like, let's just let it ride. You're lucky Scott's an upstanding citizen. Uh, Thank you, Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to everyone on the phones and also you weedos and purple drinkers in the chat. Great President's Day, everyone. Thanks for showing up and showing out. We will see you tomorrow.